Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beat you hear behind me right now and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it, and you will never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual, recording Thursday night. Again, it's kind of getting few and far between, like as far as us, we have like two weeks off and then we get back at it and then we have another week off and then we get back at it. So I'm hoping, every time I say I'm hoping we're back on a normal schedule, but I really think we are now. Last you week, don't need to tell the public. Last that. week, last no week was a fluke. Well, no one notices that there wasn't an episode no. last week. Nah. Well, if that's the case, we need more listeners. I'm just gonna start filling the void. Go on. What? What were you gonna say? Uh, what? That that was it. You were about to say something no, when I said no, that. No, I think that was it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dude, life happens. That's it all does, you can it say. Does. It does for sure. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I have a so what'd you do last week that you had to miss the show? Um, already doesn't remember, folks. See, I, I don't see what I, I'm saying. Oh no, I think my wife had a dinner, right? Yeah, because we normally record on Thursdays. My wife had a dinner she had to go to. It, it was it was life shit. That's all you have to say. And then you, you know had, what? I'm then, an adult. And then you had life shit on like Wednesday. No, I didn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Don't try to get out of this. You're part. You're part of the problem too. <laughs> it's fine. 
Life happens. We're adults. Yeah. Either way, I have a question. Uh, I just found out about 12 seconds before this podcast started recording that you never watched that 70s show? No. Like, not at all? Never? Ever? Under a minute, probably. Oh, my God. How is that possible? It looked corny and shitty to me. Well, I mean, it was. It was. (laughs) Like, at that point in my life, I was like, give me gore, give me violence, give me smut. I didn't care about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just didn't care. Okay, so another question. What did I miss? Are, are you a fan of any of the actors or actresses that were on that show? Topher Grace, uh, Ashton Kutcher, Danny Masterson, Mila Kunis. I'm sure you're a Mila Kunis fan. Maybe not. Uh, Maybe. Mila. Yeah, I like her. Mila. Why yeah, did yeah. I say Mila? My bad. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, no, I like her. Um, I do like her. Danny Masterson, didn't he get in trouble? Yes, he did. Did he get a little rapey? Uh, that's the allegedly accus- the accusations, but I've never heard anything more. Yeah, whatever happened with that? Anything? I don't know. I mean, I guess we could look it up. Nah, I don't know if it matters that not, much. Not worried that Dumb. much. Okay. Hope, no, he, well, he was actually so he was filming a show with Ashton Kutcher. Have you ever seen The Ranch? Oh yeah, you brought that up. No, no, God no. Why would before? I watch that? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Isn't Sam Elliott in that? He is, and he's very good in it. Oh, that is upsetting. I knew it would be for you. <laughs> God. Why is Sam Elliott doing TV? That's that's a that's a that's a pandemic show though, right? Uh the majority Didn't it start maj- I mean it started before the pandemic. There was like eight parts to it, I think. You sure it started before the pandemic? I think so. Okay. I'm a huge Sam Elliott fan. Um, and when I saw that he was in that, I'm like, just because of that, now I can't watch it. Like, I can't so let you- him and his family know that I support this nonsense. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. Do you like um, Dax Shepard? It's fine. Whatever. Do you like what, what is he? Is he in that seventy show? No. 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 I'm just thinking of people. He was in the ranch. That's why I'm asking. Oh no! W- give up on that show. Let's go back to so- that seventy <laughs> show. I'm never gonna watch the ranch ever. <laughs> Trust me, it's the, never gonna happen. Um, Topher Grace was in that one movie that I really like. Uh, Take me home tonight. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's that's a good movie. That's a fun, yeah. really good nostalgia movie, and I dig it. Yeah. The soundtrack is great. It's a good movie. It's fun. Other than that, I'm trying to think of like, well, you know what? You know what I actually really like? Um, that Ashton Kutcher is in is the butterfly effect. Very good movie. I really like it, dude. And it got shit on it. I remember when it came out, everybody was shitting on it. Like critics hated it. And I'm like, I actually kind of like this movie. It's kind of fucked up. It's kind of dark. It's kind of uh, creepy. Like yeah. I liked it. It's kind of like right up my alley. So he did, he did a second one too, right? Was he still he was still in the second one, right? I don't think he was in the second. He one. wasn't because oh, okay. I remember not watching the second one, and if okay. he had been in it, I probably would have watched it. I don't think okay. he was in it. I don't think so. The the um, most amazing thing about Butterfly Effect is the just seeing what um what what's his what's his name? Why is it um Ashton Kutcher? No, his his roommate in the movie the um. Oh, 
But the dude that lost all the weight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. Um, because I think he was Ethan. At, Ethan Supley. Yeah, Supley. Yeah, because he was yeah. at his biggest in life in that movie. Huge. He was massive. Huge. He was a blob. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huge. Um, and what's the redhead's name from that seventy show? Laura Prepon. Prepon. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's by the way, low key. But um, as a blonde or as a redhead, I don't care. Uh, you don't care. Did you ever watch no, uh, Orange Is the New Black? Yeah, I remember she was in it again. Another show. You're never going to convince me to watch that. I don't care. Yeah, I watched like five minutes of it. And I'm like, nope. I I watched that show for a little bit, but it never. She's me in much. a really great movie though. Okay. Called Slackers. You ever seen it? I don't. I know of the movie, One of but I don't the think I've most seen it underrated movies of the 2000s okay it's her jason siegel devin sawa uh pete from pete and pete i don't know the guy's real name um jason schwartzman is in it but it's about this group of college kids who all they do is kind of like slack their way through life and cheat on everything and um but she plays the best friend of the love interest of devin sawa it's it's Again, one of, another one of those like low key, like dark comedy sort of like, I guess it's like a comedy romance movie, but whatever. But it's super funny, dude. We're talking like Jason Siegel, like skinny Jason Siegel. Yeah, that's how long ago this is. So D- really, Devin Siwa, that's like Final Destination guy, right? Yeah. Okay, thought so. Yeah, I know him as Little Giants guy, but go on. Oh my god, I never realized that until just this second. You're joking me, right? No. Wow. Huh. He was also in the Stan music video for Eminem. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. That's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's actually, uh, even though I'm not sober, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good follow on Twitter because he's been sober for pushing 15 years now. Apparently, he was out of control. Oh, really? Drug addict, alcoholic, like, yeah. So, but he's not like preachy about it. He's just always sort of like, you know, positive. Okay. Positive sort of posts. And if it's something that's like life changing for him, like a kid's achievement or an anniversary or something like that, will go. I always have to wonder if I wasn't 12 years sober, how many, however many years sober he is now. So I, you know, it's, you know, it's inspiring, even though I am, like I said, not sober, but I can still appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of that, and you got to know like a guy like that who started as a child actor who transitioned into a teen actor into an adult actor. Yeah. How many fucked up situations has he been in? Right. Realistically. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. What were you going to say? I was going to say, speaking of that, you mentioned, you asked me, I think it was a couple weeks ago if I had watched the Steve-O podcast with Bam. You said it was a real oh, bummer. God. Did you watch the whole thing God. or did you just watch enough to bum you I out? couldn't. No, I couldn't. Okay. I made it about I made it about ten minutes, man. And So it was uh, it bumming you out because like you just don't think he's getting he's gotten better or do you or No, he's no? clearly not better. Oh really? Do you think he's better? Do you think a person who's sober would act like that and look like that and sound like that? Well. Dude. You could tell, but you could also tell, like with Steve-O, who's sober now, 
was looking at him as he's telling these stories and giving these explanations. He's like, dude, you could tell in Steve-O's face. He's like, nope. And Steve-O had to play the front of like, let me go ahead and get YouTube views. So I'm going to be like, Bam's doing better now. And he's on my podcast. Like, that's not, that shouldn't have been the narrative. So do you really think, the narrative, do you really think that's what happened? Or do you think Steve-O invited Bam on? Or do you think Bam reached out to Steve-O and said, you should oh, I think have me Steve-O on the show. invited him on. You think so? I mean, I just it wonder could have been if, if it's way. really that much of a bummer. I wonder why Steve-O would make that decision to have him on, or at least not wait a while. Maybe he genuinely believed that he was getting sober because for a while there he was. But yeah. there's no way. There's no way, dude. Hmm. I mean, you could tell, dude, his skin was oily. He was flushed. His hair was greasy. Like, come on. Unless you just get sober and then you're like, well, I guess I'm not going to shower now and not be hygienically together. Like, why Why would you? Why would that be the way you act if you're sober? It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't yeah. make sense. I mean, look at any, look at, and I, I won't even say any person, but look at any of those guys from that group of people who have had known addiction problems and suffered from this stuff and they got sober. They don't act like that. So, like, Bam's an anomaly. Like, right. I, I don't think he's that far gone that, like, oh, even when you get sober, you're still going to act out of it. Like, it just, it was a bummer. And I, and you know what? I hope I'm wrong. Let me say that. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he is sober. And that was just a, maybe he didn't get any sleep or maybe he overslept and had too much caffeine. Like it could be a number of things. Yeah. Or maybe he took some Adderall, which to me, that doesn't make you sober if you're doing Adderall, but nonetheless. Um, so I hope I'm wrong, but it was a bummer, dude. I don't know why him of all these like of all the people who I watch and pay attention to and for that matter, even people that I know that go through and, and struggle with addiction, I don't know why his bums me out so much. I think it's because it like if I if I really like I've thought about it, but I haven't really come to the main conclusion, but I think it's like I think it's because it his addiction was brought on by fame. And it wasn't self-inflicted. Like, I don't think he made, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think he just, like, indulged so much that he just got to a point where he didn't know how to say no to anything. It just, like, consumed him. It became a part of his life. Like, well, I got to be, I got to I gotta have a buzz all the time. Like, if you get to the point where you have to be buzz all the time, like, that's where it gets scary. Well, you know? I mean, that's, like, true addiction. Or you just don't, or you've just done it, done it so long you don't know any differently. That's the thing. Like, I think it became routine. Yeah. You know, like, how do you break a routine like that? Yeah. You know, which is scary, scary for anybody. And I mean, um, you know, and I guess, and, I guess that's and, why it bums me out. But. And, you know, we've talked about it so much, but the fact that the show that they, he was doing for so long, Jackass or Viva La Bam or, you know, anything else that he's done, you know, he pretty much needed that to be who Bam was for that, for those shows. We know that now we didn't know it in the moment. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's always the scariest thing about any of this is it's like in the moment, if you're not, well, I mean, maybe the people close to him, but for you and I who only saw him on TV or in the public eye, 
like for you and I, we didn't see problematic behavior. We just saw a party. We just saw crazy shit. You know, this is this is who they are. Yeah. Um. Now maybe the people, maybe the people close to him were like, "This is out of control." How do we get it under control and they can never reel it in? Who knows? Nonetheless, it bums me out. It really does, man. I actually, uh, did you send me the, some interview with Ville Valley from him? Ville Vallo from him? No, we talked, you we talked about right, him so, a little bit a few weeks ago, but I didn't send you anything. I remember that. So since then, the, he was, uh, he got interviewed by somebody and I watched about like five to 10 minutes of it. He's sober now. Okay. And this is a guy who influenced Bam to drink. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but he's sober now. And I remember watching that and going, like, I don't know if I can watch this. Like it like the influence that he had over that guy was so strong. Whether he knows it, I'm sure he knows it, but whether he knows that we know that or not is the scarier thing, you know? Yeah. But who knows? I can't imagine being in the public eye like that. Like Bam legitimately was a pop culture icon. So like having to do that and navigate between that and real life. I'll be honest with you. If it were me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to have a few drinks before I do anything. Straight up. I would tell like knowing who I am as a person right now, (laughs) I would be like, I'd have a few drinks before that for sure. Yeah. I mean, slam a few beers before I go do anything. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have to worry about that in my life, but it's called pre-gaming Patrick. It is. That makes I it okay. Free games are the best. <laughs> the best. Anyway. Did you did you say you watched the full episode? Uh of the Stevo with him? Oh no. I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay. No. How long did you make it? Probably about ten minutes. About the same but that, Did you get the, the sense you, that Steve O and his producer were like, Yeah, this guy's full of shit? Well, I mean, a little bit, but it's kind of to be expected, right? Because, I mean... But see, that's wrong. I don't like that mentality, though. And I'm not saying you have it. I'm saying, like, if they had that mentality, it's like, then don't have them on. That's just that you're humiliating everybody in the process, then. Well, but my thing is, too, like, how long... Like, was there a long conversation between Steve-O and Bam right before they recorded? Like, could, could... Steve-O C, like th- this, this isn't going to be great before they even recorded. I mean, he, I mean, regardless, he didn't have to put that episode out unless it was live. I don't know if it was live or not, but you know, he could, I don't know record- if he does them live or not either. Yeah. So, I mean, he could, he, if, if they aren't live, he could have chose to not put the episode out. Again, clicks, views. I don't know. He has talked about before that episode, he had talked about before that episode that he had spoken to Bam and seen that he was doing better. But again, I didn't see that in that. Well, I mean, clicks and views aren't a very good. I understand in the pot in the podcast game and the social media game and all that, that's what you're there for. But I wouldn't call you a very good friend if if you're all about the clicks and the views and you don't really care how your friend looks. Not I'm not saying that's all what he I mean I'm not I'm not saying that. But in a sense, there might have been a conversation of like, hey, if we put this out, 
it will get some views. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of views, um, did you go to Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle in town here? I would have liked to. In my town? Yeah, in your town. Uh, I would have liked to, but after the mess that it appears that it was, I don't, I'm glad I didn't. Oh, we had to wait in line. We couldn't have our phones. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot more to it than that, too. Like Dave Chappelle. Tell me about it. Dave Chappelle apparently didn't come in until like 1130. Okay. Because he was having plane issues. Okay. Again, what's the big deal? Uh, It's a Sunday night. That's part of the big deal. So what? So what? If this is your hero... He's the greatest comedian ever to you. Then you'll wait. If you can't, then oh no, you had a bad day. <laughs> Do you really need to go to the news and bitch about it with your white privilege? So let me ask you something. <laughs> How many non-white people did you see or hear about bitching about this situation? I didn't see many people complaining about it. That entire article I sent to you was people complaining about it. Well, okay, but I'm saying outside of that one article. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. That's my that's my point. Let me so what do you think about that whole thing though, right? The the making you put your phone up and all that. And, and I, I get Doesn't where, bother me one bit. I get where they're coming from, and I'm not saying like you should be it's not good because people can't live without their phones. I, I, I understand where they're coming from. Like they don't want their, these sets recorded to where you can put it down on the, on the, you know, on the internet and stuff. I get that, but it's still like, a, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's still odd. Maybe it's just new. It's not odd to me. Maybe it's just new to me, but well, let me ask you this. So like, if you really need your phone that bad, you'll get up and go get it. Right. You'll get up and go check it. And the excuse that was made was like, oh, we had a babysitter, so what if something happened to our kids? Um, my parents didn't have cell phones. <laughs> my parents barely had a phone. My parents would leave for 16 hours at a time. I made it. So will all these children. You don't need to have your phone attached to your face 24-7. It will be okay. And for those people that are that paranoid, get up and go look at your phone. Because believe me, if they were at home or if they were at dinner or if they were at a movie or if they were at a concert, they'd be checking it nonstop anyway. So get up and go look at it. You don't really care about the show anyway. If you need your phone that badly, you don't care about the show anyway. And if you left home with a sick kid, well, you're an asshole. Why'd you go to a show <laughs> if you got a kid that's sick at home? For real. But you don't think it, it in a, not a, not privacy, because nobody's really looking at your phone, but just in like the sense of somebody else is taking your phone hostage for five hours. That, what are they going to do? That's not odd. What are they going to do? Steal your information? Well, they're no, going to get your I'm bank not, account number. They're going to go charge that. it. Like, what are they going to do? I'm not saying they're going to do anything to your phone. I'm just saying that this is a, you know, 
$1,300 device that you're just going to give someone else to hold on to. You're going to give it to an employee of the venue that you're going to, which is which still you weird. Can sue, which you can which sue. Which is still weird. Anything happens to your phone, you'll get your fucking phone back and then some. They're not trying to take your phone or steal your phone. Come on. What are we talking about here? I'm not saying they're the trying show, to steal your phone. I'm just show, saying that it's it's The show it's wasn't at a cabana <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. It was at a arena where the St. Louis Blues play. Like, nothing's going to happen. Would you have stayed? No. Were there delays? Would, sure. Yeah. Would you have that stayed happens. that late? I would have, Sure. And if my babysitter was like, no, sorry, you got to come home, I would have been like, give me a good reason. Is he bleeding out of the ears and eyes? Oh, he's not? Then I'm not coming home. Well, I mean, you wouldn't yeah. You wouldn't know because you wouldn't have your phone. Yes, I would because if I were that paranoid, I would go check my goddamn phone. That's my point. Why are you so paranoid? Go have a good time. If it's an emergency, believe me. If you so you, your phone's in a thing. You don't think there's somebody sitting here and for 35 minutes straight. You don't think they're gonna go. Maybe this is an emergency. Let me go ahead and figure this out. I mean, you would think. Okay. Did you know? Maybe, did you know that they made people lock up their their watches too? That's oh, kind of weird. Really? Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's a distraction. Watch the show. Hmm. I don't know. I'm so I'm not the against the next live show I play. The next live show I play. <laughs> phones away, watches away, wallets away, and you can't wear shoes. And you're that's gonna get a, lo rule. a lot of middle fingers towards your face. Nope. Awesome. That's punk rock. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Right. That makes me happy. Uh huh. I don't know, man. God, um, no shoes. That where are you gonna? You're not gonna like be playing at pops, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm singing pops. <laughs> get the his, get the history on your feet, bro. God. Take in some of that scum, man. That's yeah. historic scum. That's historic diseases, right there. Yeah, a lot of shit has happened on those floors, man. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 A lot, a lot of dude. Uh, <laughs> there, there are things that I'll never forget, and I will take to my grave with me. One of them is the first time I smelled pops. It's it, I can rem I like it's vivid for me right now. Like I know it, what it is, and um, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. The first time I smelled pops, huh? The first time you smelled it versus the first time I would have smelled it would have been vastly different. I feel. Are we talking like empty pops? Or are we talking like packed? No, no. Pops? I went there for my my first concert at Pops. Okay. Yeah. Who was it for? Yeah. High on Fire and Avenged Sevenfold when they were kids. Okay. And there was another band, but I can't for the life of me remember who it was. I think about this all the time. I ask friends, and we were too fucked up to remember. Gotcha. And I I wasn't even twenty one. I mean, I couldn't drink. I was like. 18, I want to say. Um, I remember being like, that band looks the same age as me, and they were. It was Avenged Sevenfold. But they fucking killed it, dude. They were fucking... And this was uh, the night after their trailer got stolen, or the stuff out of their trailer got stolen. So they had to borrow a bunch of shit from different bands on the bill, and they were angry. And you could tell. I'm sure. But it did, meant for a better show. Did that happen in St. Louis? 
No, whatever city they were in before. I oh, want to okay. say they were in Des Moines, maybe, or, you know, one of these fucking Midwestern cities. Gotcha. But I'll never forget, you know, I heard all the stories about Pops, you know, friends I had that were in bands that were had played there and, you know, friends that had been gone to shows there and like, oh, strip clubs and blah, 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 blah. And I just remember being like, when I get to go to those strip clubs, it's going to be on. But um, <laughs> I just remember walking in smelling it. I was like, oh, my God, this smells like what I feel like a rock club should be. You know, it was a good one. My, it was a good my, smell. It was a good smell. I mean, it was a terrible smell, but it was a good smell. Okay. You know? Yeah. In my dumb 18-year-old brain, I was like, this is what I should be smelling. Yeah. So. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I understand that, you know, that show was a shitty situation because people had to wait and you don't want to put your phone away. But, dude, come on. There are worse tragedies in life than having to wait 40 minutes for a headliner and not being able to have your phone for go get your phone if you want it. Like if you really need your phone that badly because you want to check your fucking Instagram, you don't care about the show that much anyway. Or check your text or check your emails. Like, but also if you're that paranoid about something happening to your kid, why did you leave the house? You would never I would I never leave the house expecting something to go wrong. Right. You know? Yeah. I had the general parent paranoia where it's like let me go ahead and check on it like dude when he's asleep we have a camera on him i'm checking it every 10 15 minutes i haven't in 42 minutes since we started this it's the longest i've gone all day <laughs> if he's been on camera like i don't know call it creepy but i don't know they did say a lot of people just left with their phone still in the thing and just cut it open when they got home i saw that and those people are assholes I mean, yeah, but you're talking a show that didn't end until like one o'clock in the morning and you're going to, and you're going to go and stand and wait for them to unlock that many people's phones to get it out. I don't know. I think I would have walked too. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I would have, maybe I would have, maybe, but, but again, it's like, it's just, it's, it sounds like such a dumb thing to bitch about. Am I wrong? Like I, 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 I don't know if it matters that much. So anyway, the this the story that I sent you. One of the people interviewed in that. I know someone that knows them, and it was like, oof, like wrong a- look, bro. Wrong look. <laughs> it's not a good look, dude. He sounds so privileged and so white. Yeah. Like, stop it. I mean, do you think concerts should go to this too? I was just thinking about that. Well, I just said you got to leave your phone, your watch, your wallet, and your shoes. Um, <laughs> well, let's be honest, dude. How many videos have you and I watched on YouTube that are fan videos of bands? Thousands for me. I know it's thousands. Well, yeah. So we wouldn't have those if concerts made you put away your phones. Because not every yeah. band films their set. But not wh- every band but hires you, someone to film their set, you know? But why do you think comedians... I mean, I know they don't want their sets filmed. I get it. But do you think it's because they think people are going to steal the material? 
Like other comedians are going to well, no, steal they the don't material? want the material out there in the world because a lot of those guys work on material and they do a lot of this material before they do the next okay, big so, thing. Okay, okay, so and they do a lot of the same material in the next city. So that okay, like they so, have a set. So that's my question. Okay, do you are you think if you go on YouTube and you look that Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle were in Kansas City last night and you seen a video that somebody had taken and you see mm-hmm. half of their set. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that going to keep you from buying a ticket to go see them in your city because you've seen that through the eyes of somebody's phone? Not me, but some people would, sure. You think so? Really? Not me. No, but I would just want to be there for the experience. Yeah. You know, but some people, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Why would you want to see a comedian do their jokes twice? You know? Uh, Yeah, but it's different, like seeing it through. I don't know. I mean, have you ever seen a comedian live more than once and they did the same jokes? Yes. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Can you name who it is? Um, I, I'm pretty sure Tom Segura did. A, a, I've seen him a really? couple of times. Yeah. But the thing is, is like you say it's a bummer, but it's only a bummer for the people who have seen him more than once. Why is that? Okay, that could be a lot of people. Don't you want repeat business? Isn't that how you make money? Do what? Okay, now? okay, I, I, I'm confused on what you what you mean by that. So, why would you you if you do the same act twice for people? What was the time span in okay, between what, what, when you saw him what, the first what time? And the okay, time? what I'm saying is like they. He, it's, I'm not saying he did the exact same set. Both Keep times I've seen him. I'm saying that I've seen one set, and then the next time i seen him, he threw in a few jokes that he had had on the previous set. So it wasn't the same set, but there were some of the same jokes. Correct. And I understand why you're saying it's a bummer, but what I'm also saying is there's people in that audience that probably hasn't seen that set before or hasn't seen those jokes before. No, I get it. No, I, to- I totally get that. If he didn't do the same set, then that's a little bit different. So throwing yeah. in some of the same jokes. Like, well, a lot of comedians have jokes that are well-known. That they, like, as much as I hate it, Burt Kreischer has to tell that. the machine. Yeah. Fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> he has to tell the machine joke. No. Yeah. Um, so I get that. But at the same token, if you're a band, like, I've never seen a band two times in a row that played the same set list each time. It's been a variation of the set list. And the only reason you do that is to give the people who come regularly versus the people who are hadn't seen you in a while something new. You know, I'll give you an example. So Incubus, for instance, um, and I'm going to go back a few years. I'm not going to talk about it recently. So 2000. 2011 or 12, when Greek Fire opened up for them. Which, by the way, after Greek Fire got done, I was like, dude, Incubus, is, they got their hands full. Like, Greek Fire just fucking... Now, this is probably one of my most stone times of my life. <laughs> like, people were coming up to me like, bro, are you okay? I'm like, dude, I'm I'm having such a good time. But anyway... I was just, I was immersed in Greek fire. Like I thought it was their best set I've ever seen them do. I've seen them 
dozens of times, like they just killed it. Like seeing them in like a big amphitheater. Um, and I felt like it was right around the time when they got that whole record really tight. The, uh, what was that record called? Uh, with dreaming and deja vu and all that yeah, shit. The white, what, 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 the white uh, one with the red lettering yeah. on it. Uh, yeah. That yeah. one, they got it really tight, really tight. And, um, I just remember going, man, Incubus is in trouble. Like, not in trouble, but I'm like, God, that's that's hard to follow. Yeah. Incubus opened up with Pardon Me and just shut down nice. the place, dude. I've never seen them open with Pardon Me ever. And it's the only time I've seen them do it. You know? Yeah. Ten times I'd seen them before that. Never in a million years would they open with that. And every time I've seen them after that, which one of the times was under a year after, probably about six, seven months after, didn't open with Pardon Me, completely changed the set. It's almost like they call an audible. They were like, hey, we got to come with it. That band was really good. Probably not, but maybe, you know? Yeah. Or maybe they were like, St. Louis is one of those towns. They want to hear the hits versus the deep cuts. Which that, make, that makes sense. Like, I guess I never really thought about that from a, a band standpoint. Like, you know, you sometimes in that same situation, like Greek Fire, they killed it. You got to come out and hit hard to, to gain... The confidence Some from the, the audience now, right. like immediately. You're so right. And I remember in the moment being like, good for them. And I wanted to believe that that's what they did. Like I was with another band guy, Chris Kurt. Oh, okay. We were we were sitting together and again, both just on Mars. And <laughs> I remember, you remember like during Greek fire, he nudged me with his elbow and he goes, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, fuck this guy for singing so well. I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> and like, but, um, and we were just like chatting, you know, uh, stupid high as fuck chatting and like, man, I was fucking killer. Like, what is Incubus going to do? And they came out and started with part of me and you, he didn't sing the choruses. Everybody's saying I'm at him and it's like, okay, they're fine. But I just, we, we both looked at each other and started laughing. Like, yeah, that's what a band that has been doing this that long would do. Mm-hmm. And we both wanted to believe that, like, they changed it last minute. Yeah. Which they, again, they probably didn't, but we wanted to believe that. And I still do. Like, it's like a fairy tale moment. Like, come, you gotta, you gotta get it together and, you know, let people know that you're, but, um, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that. Uh, where was this? At? That's was a good it, example. Did you did you say where this was at? Was it the pageant? No, the amphitheater, uh, Riverport or oh, Verizon okay. or whatever it was at the time. Whatever corporate UMB name it has. UMB Bank Pavilion. <laughs> I think at the time it was the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. Okay. Either way, um, but yeah, Deftones is another one where I've uh, I've seen them so many times in a year. In you know, different shows and the set list kind of changed quite a bit. Um, now again, if they did that city to city, I don't know, but I like shit like that, dude. So back to your original thing for a comedian to want the phones put away. I get it. I get it. Even if you're not changing your set, I get it. Or no, I'm sorry. Even if you are changing your set, I still get it. Because you don't, well, look what happened to Louis C.K., for instance. Like, when he was gone after his whole fucking Me Too moment, and he finally came back, and that fucking set got recorded, and he made the joke about the, you know, the school shooting kids. Like, the intent of that wasn't for you to record that and put it out. 
Yeah. He didn't want anyone seeing that other than the people, his fans, who were there. And by the way, the person filming it was laughing. That's the shittiest part of all of that. That's the one yeah. thing that no one talks about, like talked about in that moment is like the person filming it was laughing. That was his crowd. He wasn't playing to a new crowd. He wasn't like people knew what they were getting out of that. But that person released it and all hell broke loose because he but again, like people are like, I can't believe he's making these jokes. I'm like, have you seen Louis C.K. before? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's. I mean, he he is what he is. So, I mean that that is that is his comedy. Just like Anthony Jeselnik, you know, people get it is. But that was like a throwaway joke for him. Like he, you could tell well, that, that he yeah. was working on it, and he even admitted to like, yeah, I was working on it, and I don't apologize for it. But you know. I want to say I think he even said that his daughter was in the crowd that night. Oh, really? Something like that. Yeah, I heard him say something like that on the podcast. Anyway, or on a podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, Jesselnik's another one. Like, I don't know. I get why they want phones put away. Rogan used to do that. He doesn't do it anymore. Um. And when I saw him here, I was actually expecting it, and he didn't have it done here. Had, the they, had anybody here. started doing it at that point? I don't think they had, right? That was no, yeah, no, no. He was doing it before he got to St. Louis. Really? Yeah. When when was that? Because yeah, I was said, there too. Was that like twenty nineteen? Maybe that would have been twenty. Well, it was right when I got engaged, so twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. It's been five years already. Let me think about. It. Let me let me think about it. Uh. Yeah, it would have been 2018 because I got married in the spring of 2019. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't married yet. Um, but he, he said he stopped doing it because he went to like, he would go to cities and the cities were just too concerned with what I'm saying. They wanted their phone so badly, they were just getting up all goddamn show. And it was a distraction to him. So he's like, fuck it. Like, I can't, like, it's too much of a distraction to have people going in and out, in and out, in and out while I'm trying to perform. I get it, man. Like, I'll be honest, like, uh, even when you're in a band and you're, you're on stage and you see like people, like if you're, if you're playing a show where there are seats, for instance, if you're seeing people get up, like, it's like, I would never pay attention to it, but I've seen it. It didn't bother me in the moment. Right. But I know it's happening. Like, I know for some people who have told me, they're like, yeah, it's super weird to see, like, people leaving. You're like, oh, do they not like it? Like, no, right. dude, they got to take a shit. Like, I, <laughs> don't pay attention. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, and I could see how that'd be worse for a comedian, too. Way worse. Way worse, dude. Way worse. Because, I mean, like... I, I would always, if, I would if, always if, mask myself with the idea of, like, rocking out and, like, jumping around and, like, not paying attention to the crowd. Like the more I do, the less I have to worry about what's going on in front of me. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And I had to learn that over time because I was, when I started, I was very stationary. I used to sing with a mic stand. I don't know why the fuck I ever did that. <laughs> Just made me a fucking target. Like, boom, here I am. Like, <laughs> I had to learn that. And I had to learn it the hard way. But I, I, I had to learn that. And I'm so glad that I did because I do watch especially singers. I do watch some singers suffer severely, severely from worrying about the crowd. Like you can just tell 
You can tell it's all they're thinking about. Are they singing well? Sure, because it's natural to them. But like their performance, you can tell like they're very much in tune with what's going on in front of them. And you shouldn't be. You should be in your own in your own lane, in your own moment. Like they're experiencing your moment. You shouldn't be experiencing them. It's yeah, hard. It's hard sense. to. Yeah. It's hard to get to that point. I think if you're any kind of performer, uh, if you're not born with it, or if it, it didn't come naturally, you have to learn it. Some people don't. You know. Some people find ways to get around it. Have like Have I you? Said, s- mine ha- was like. I mean, you've been to thousands of concerts. Have you s- legitimately seen a band? do that to where they are conforming to what the crowd is like. So they, you could just tell like they're not interested in being up there because the crowd is not engaging very well. Or do I mean, because in that moment you would think, well, this is on the band to get them engaged. Yeah. I've seen several levels of that. (sighs) Do I want to tell this story? Yep. It's already there. It's on the tip of your tongue. So I played I played a a weekend run with a band that was signed. This is so long ago. I'm not gonna say the name of the band. Okay. But they were they were on a, a really successful indie label. Um that is still functioning today. They have tons of bands. Uh I wanna say I Prevail is on this label right now. I could be wrong. Okay. If they're not now, they used to be. So, but they've been around a long time. And um, so I did some dates with this band. And this is when my old band, we were trying to figure things out. And we had a little bit of interest from labels, um, specifically the one that they were on. And um, wait, did I say I prevail? You did. I don't mean I prevail. I mean a day to remember. Okay. I'm sorry. So it was a, they were on a label that <laughs> – anyway um, – but we were getting a little bit of interest from these labels and um, we did a showcase, meaning like they were going to send an A&R to come watch us play with their band, right? Mm-hmm. So we didn't open the show. There was another band open a show. We played and then this band played. Uh, and there might have been another band in between the opener and us, if I'm remembering correctly. But so um, we play, not a huge crowd uh, you know, it is what it was, what it was, but you know, I felt like we had a good show, you know, it was good reception for a band that no, we didn't, nobody knew who we were. Right. And, um, we get off stage and, uh, at the time we had a guy who was kind of like major air quotes here for the people listening, speaking for us. And, uh, he goes, Hey, I talked to the A&R, let's go, let's go across the street and grab some dinner. We'll talk about it. So that we're, you know, we're chatting. We're just like, just give it to us straight. What do they, what do they say? Like, if they don't, like, they're not interested, they're not interested. I don't know why we had to go to dinner. Like, let me go, <laughs> let me go have fun. Like, yeah. you know, and this is after the show's over, by the way. But when the show is over, I want to unwind. I want to fucking party. Like, I don't want to fucking talk business or whatever, you know. Dude, I was twenty. 24 whatever like you know so like he goes yeah you know they they think you guys really have a good sound you have something going but they don't really necessarily think you have a good 
like uh, live set. You know, they don't think on stage you guys are there yet, right? I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we'll take that into consideration. He goes, well, hold on. You especially, like, they don't think that you perform well enough to be a front man. And I remember going, did you watch the band that's on their label? He had kids screaming the lyrics to him, and he never turned his back to the fucking crowd once for the entire fucking set. He crouched down and screamed at the mic and screamed at the drum riser for fucking 40 minutes. I said this to this guy. Yeah. He goes, well, that's what they want out of a band that sounds like you guys. I'm like, okay, cool. And I just remember after that meeting being like, all right, I'm going to step up my game. But now I have a mission to bury guys like that singer. <laughs> bury them. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be... Like, there's going to be a difference between me and that person. Yeah. I'm never going to play with a person like that and somebody go, you need to get better. Like, no fucking way. No fucking way. But it was a learning experience, dude. And I took it like that. I, You know, I took it on the chin. That's fine. I get it. And we had talked to the label uh, once after that, you know. Um, actually, talked to the label twice after that. Once with that band and then once again later with another band. Um, Am I dumb for not ever thinking about that for a label signing a band like that their stage presence and stuff has a lot to do with that i never thought about that i guess i just thought about like their albums and the music they put out itself not really what they how they present themselves on stage it has a lot to do with it uh i don't know whether it does now i'll tell you this i'm gonna guess and i I have a strong feeling i just had this conversation with someone the other day, I have a strong feeling in my gut that I came up with a generation of bands that it mattered more than it does now. Um, and I mean that as no disrespect to any artist that's coming up now. Like if you look at a guy like the kid Leroy, for instance, you know how that is, right? Yeah. He's got that song stay with Justin Bieber. Yeah. Have you ever watched him perform live? Uh, uh-uh. Now, again, I don't want to talk shit, but it's not much of a performance. It, it, it's just a dude on stage. It's like watching karaoke, you know? Yeah. Which is fine. If you really like, and again, I love that song. I, I've purchased that song. I like that song. If you like that song enough, you're not going to necessarily pay attention to that, right? Yeah. But, and I've seen bands, same way, you know, I've seen bands, uh, newer bands where I'm like, Okay. I I don't know what's, but I, again, I, I haven't been in those rooms in a long time. I haven't been a part of those conversations since 2019, right? I, I have no idea. I mean, you know? I, I know I'm, I know but, I'm getting ready to talk about like bands who have been around for a long time doing it, but you know, I've also seen bands kill it where the lead singer literally just stands there and sure. Like Aaron Lewis is one of those with stained. He, he will stand there and drink and smoke and just stand in front of the microphone and the whole the whole crowd is just there for him. That's kind of an unfair example, though. Because of who he is and how long he's been doing it? Yeah, because they have hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, you got to look at, like, a newer band that is able to get away with that. And again, all power to them. Like, dude, I look, for me... I am a self-conscious, terrible critic of my own bullshit, right? Like, 
I can't watch myself. I can't listen to myself. I hate myself. And when someone said that to me, I go, well, you know what? Maybe that's my cue to just get better. And I knew I needed to get better, dude. I knew it. I didn't know everything. I, But here's the thing. I didn't play music collectively as part of any group. Not the high school band, not the marching band, not a fucking... Like, I didn't do that until I was in my 20s. Yeah. I didn't. I never had the experience on stage doing anything. Um, not that I was scared to. I just didn't. Just didn't. Yeah. I played, I played a block party or two in my neighborhood when I was younger. I played guitar and sang fucking Wonderwall or something like that. Like, <laughs> um, for real. There's, for, there's video evidence of this. I, I, but, I, I need that. Except for the fact that it's probably on like a razor. Oh, no. It was a video phone. camera. Oh, video my camera. Mom was, earlier than, oh, my mom was, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was like my, you know, so like I knew that I needed to learn. I knew that I needed to find my own thing and just like, you know, sort of come into myself as a, as a front man, as a singer, as just a band member, you know? Yeah. Because there has to be chemistry, dude. Like, you notice when there's not chemistry. I was actually thinking about this today. You remember when I sent you that that uh, the phone video of the clip that I, I was like, hey, randomly, this came in my feed. Someone posted. It wasn't even a music video. It was just one of my old songs with a picture of the band on YouTube. And I was like, where has this been for fucking 15 oh, yeah, years? Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking about that. Uh after I sent that to you, because it came up again, there's another one. There's another song. I'm like, I never knew these were out here. I never knew they existed. And I was just thinking about the chemistry of that band versus the chemistry of the next band I was in versus the chemistry of the final band I was in. Vastly different. Vastly different. You know, that the video that I sent you, I met all those guys when I was 21 years old. You know, I was a dumbass. I still am, but I was a dumbass dude. I knew nothing about anything. And I thought I did, you know, of course. Um, and it took a long time for that group of guys to like gain a chemistry on stage and like, you know, figure out what we were. Right. Um, which I think like, I don't know if everyone goes through that, but like, you know, you want, did you, you, you sent it to me. Did you watch uh, Winston from Parkway Drive on the punk rock NBA? I listened to it. I didn't watch it. Did you listen to the whole thing? Uh, the majority of it. You hear what he was talking about? They did some documentary show or reality yeah. show in Australia about How they had to like come together as a band and get therapy. Like they were on the verge of breaking up. Yeah. I relate to that so much. Because after a while, I've always had, I thought about it this way. I've always had, being the front man of a band, always had one person in a band that I battle with. Just buttheads. Constantly fighting with. Um, I don't like it, but it's been that way. Uh, so I can relate to what they were trying to do as far as like, let's go talk to somebody and see if we can resolve this in a, in a more adult way. 
as opposed to just touring and hating each other on stage every night and pretending like we like each other. But could you imagine? You know? could, could you imagine like any of the bands you've been in that all you guys go into therapy? No, not at all. But <laughs> that's pretty crazy, though, we didn't, right? We didn't. We didn't have millions of dollars at stake. Like there, there can't be. There can't. Which be, they potentially could. There can't be many bands that have done that. I mean, Metallica did it first. Oh, they did? The Some Kind of Monster movie. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is gross. It really exposed <laughs> them for yeah. the bitches that they are. Yeah. No disrespect, but God. <laughs> Mainly just James and uh, Lars. Yeah. But anyway, I... I don't know how we got here, but I think like I think the the question was, are the phones being put away okay? I think it depends, but I don't have. I mean, if you ask me to do it, I'm gonna do it. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, do you, you you seem to not like it? I don't know if I do or not. Not because I'm like addicted to my phone or anything like that. I'm just. It just seems like. I don't know. It just seems like something they shouldn't be able to do. Like they shouldn't be able to hijack my phone just because I came to a comedy show because I paid, I paid to come here. I understand. I understand. You know, I I don't know. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not necessarily against it. It's just, I'm trying to maneuver around this conversation because I don't, I don't know. No, dude, I get it. I get it. Believe me. I, I don't, you know, I joke when I'd be like, yeah, give me your phone. Like if, if I played a show, but like at the same time, unfortunately people aren't courteous and they're not respectful of the material. They're not respectful of anything. Yeah. It's the world we live in. Yeah. Did I, uh, did I post to you the other day that I hate my gym and I think I'm going to stop going there? <laughs> You've, you send that to me at least like once a month. Okay. It really does suck. I hate it. And my story doesn't matter. But the the whole reason why I don't want to go there anymore is just like so many people lack basic manners and courtesy. Like human human courtesy, you know? And it's like I get it. We're all trying to achieve something here certain level of fitness, a certain level of status, a certain level of vanity, ego, whatever the case may be, but like just have some common courtesy, which people don't have. But the reason I, I bring that up is like I saw a video today. There's this guy that I follow on social media. He's this big jack dude who he comments on other people's videos at the gym. But, but mainly like if you're doing something, like if you're being an asshole at the gym, and you're trying to call someone else out, he'll, you know, review, like react to it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, today there was this video, this girl posted this video of, you know, she was at like, uh, she was at a, a, a rack. I think she was doing deadlifts or something and she was trying to get her hand wraps done. And there, you, there's this guy and she has the camera on her. So she's filming herself at the gym doing deadlifts, right? Mm -hmm. You're at a commercial gym. It's not your gym. It's not your home. So if someone walks in a frame, fucking deal with it. Right. Like it's not your place. But this guy walks into the frame and she's, it was a TikTok video. So she's doing like, you know, little bullshit commentary over it. 
But this guy walks into the frame, and you could tell, like, he's not an in-shape guy. Not a fat, like, he's not overweight, but just not in shape. And you could tell he looks a little bit overwhelmed and somewhat intimidated to even be there. But he walks out of frame, and you could tell he's, like, going to do something. And then she was like, I think the caption was like, creep in three, two, one. And then he comes back into frame, and he just asks her, like, hey, are you using whatever it is behind her? And she was so rude to him. She's like, no, and wouldn't even look at him. And he like did like a little frowny lip and walked away. So this guy that I follow commented on it. He's like, hey, not every guy is trying to hit on you. Okay, fine. But at the same time, I don't care if you're male or female. Just be courteous. Yeah. Like if I come up to you and ask you if you're using something, just acknowledge my pr- – right. acknowledge another human being is looking at you and speaking to you. Right. Like – God, that drives me nuts. It's basic common human courtesy. And we don't even have to be at the gym. If I'm at the supermarket, and you're like, excuse me, can I get to that box of rice? Oh, I'm sorry. I was in your way. I apologize. Go right ahead. You know, like, yeah. but that, and know, if I'm asking, can I get to the box of rice? Excuse me. Uh, can I just sneak by you, grab that? Like, right. but that, you know, the example of that girl, she's in there to be that way. She's gross. Fuck her. She's a douchebag. Yeah. I had. I see so many of those girls in my gym. I God, had an, an interesting thing that was cracking me up the other day in the gym. So there's this I think g- you told me about it. Uh, I don't think I told you about this. So okay. there, there's this guy that's in the gym, and he's one of those guys that wants people to look at him while he's lifting. So he's like loudly yelling and grunting and singing what's going on in his headphones and everything. And like, he'll just be doing normal, like bicep curls and just yelling. And I, I just always kind of laugh it off or whatever, whatever. There's this other guy that was in there the other day at the same time as him. And he's much bigger. And he would, he would go buy a machine. He would work on a machine next to this guy while this guy's screaming. And you, and he would be looking at this guy while he's lifting and he's not grunting. He's not doing anything, but he's like, <laughs> they're looking in the mirror kind of at each other, but kind of not looking at each other. It's just funny. Cause this guy's like so much bigger and he's like proving a point that you don't have to be yelling or screaming. And all he's doing is just lifting with no grunting, just looking at the guy. <laughs> It was, it was just funny. He's like, you know, doing a tricep exercise to where he's flexing his tricep, like proving that I'm much bigger than you. I don't have to be yelling, but there was no words ever said between them. So it was really funny to watch. I want both of those guys to get hit by a meteorite. (laughs) They both suck. (laughs) God, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, how did we, I, again, I always have to ask, how did we get there? I don't, I don't, remember. I don't know, but uh, somewhere in that mess of talk that we just did for the last hour, you mentioned Justin Bieber. Let's, yes. let's talk about this before we get out of here for the evening. Um, okay. so he just sold his catalog. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to read the article. Do we have a price on what he sold that for? 200 million. Okay. Which I think the, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I had a second question. Um, is this one of those things where he sold it, but he's conti- but he will continue to make more music on his own, like if to make a to, new sure. catalog, basically? Yeah, yeah. So why do you think he sold it? 
just for the money? Or do you think there's a reasoning behind it? I mean, the article that I read didn't really give any specifications as to what his reasoning was. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think most artists, if someone's throwing 200 million at you, you're likely to do it, especially if you're his age and you have so much more time to make music. Yeah. Where you can just, but think about it. And, you know, the biggest criticism has been like, he could have got way more money for his catalog. And I agree. I think 200 million for his catalog is super low. Yeah. But think about it this way. What the fuck was his net worth before he just made 200 million? Right. But if he sells his catalog, does that mean he can't use that music at all anymore? So like he can't play that music when he goes on tour? No, he can still play it. He can't. But okay. all of yeah, yeah, yeah. He can still play it, of course. But okay. all of the lo- like the royalties and the licensing rights streams with that, and downloads and all the, that yeah is the company the, it's the same company that bought neil young's um ah shit anyway doesn't matter um so yeah the, i mean that's been the biggest criticism is like why did you why did you why didn't you negotiate more money it's like maybe you didn't need to i mean also Again, I think he can continue to make music and make money off that. Like, think about it this way. If he tours, he's got to be one of the highest paid touring artists out there right now, right? I think. Like, what do you think he makes per show? Oh, geez. I don't even know how that works. Like, I'm I don't gonna know Google what that. The... I'm going to Google that. That's a, worth a Google. How much does Justin Bieber make per show on tour? Yep. Are you looking? Maybe he just he could go to Vegas and get a residency and make nine hundred thousand dollars a show. Is uh, th- this is going to sound stupid? But is he big enough to do a residency? Sure, absolutely. He makes one million dollars per show as of two thousand fifteen. Now is that so? This is hold that, on. This article came out in two thousand twenty-two. I wonder if that means $1 million before everyone else gets paid or if that's what he clears. I think you're overthinking this. I probably, I'm good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, According to celebrity net worth, Justin Bieber's salary can range anywhere between 60 to 80 million per year. Bieber's salary is made up of multiple streams of income from his music career and brand partnership deals to endorsements and personal business ventures. These have included partnerships with companies like Proactive, Adidas, Walmart, and more in the past. Bieber has modeled products for other brands like Beats by Dre, Balenciaga, not anymore, Calvin Klein, which he posed for with his wife. He's married? Yeah, he got married uh, semi-recently, yeah. Haley Baldwin. I didn't know he had a wife. Um, the singer has also launched several fragrance, fragrances in his own clothing line. As of 2022, his net worth was an estimated 285 million. That seems low to me. So too. he just added 200 million to that. Come on, sell a catalog, burn out. Still going to make money off touring. You know, he could still make more music. Didn't I, don't he? Have, I don't, I don't, 
I'll put it to you this way. I don't like the fact that this is where we are in music to where people are just doing this now based on the idea of the old model of like put out records, tour, sell records, write another record, record it, tour. You know, imagine could you like 40 years ago, if we would have said to anybody like, yeah, dude, you could just uh, keep you could just record six records and then later just sell them for millions and millions of dollars. Um, that people would be like, well, well, how are we going to do that? Like, what do you mean? You mean we, we had to sell them beforehand and then we're going to sell them again? Like, yeah, we're going to sell the entire catalog right, for lots of money. Yeah. Forget about what you made before. It's, it's a very, it's a very bizarre well, time but, that but we're this in. Is, but, but this is the youngest guy, uh, the youngest person that we've seen do this, right? So that's that's mm. what's kind of weird to me is that, you know, a lot of the people that we've seen over the past year or two who've been selling their catalogs are up there in their career, probably towards the end of their career. Uh, now we're seeing a guy as young as Bieber do it. That's kind of... Yeah, my wife has a theory that he's not in good health. I was thinking the same thing. I was going to ask that because didn't he have a, uh, was it like a paralysis in his face or something a while back? He had, uh, yeah, Bell's palsy. Yeah. But you get over that. But that can be caused by something more severe. Other health problems? Yeah. I'm looking at the list now. People have sold it. God damn, a lot of people have. Did you know the Chili Peppers sold their fucking catalog uh, to the same company that Bieber did for 140 million? Whoa! How does that feel, though? To for 60 million less than Bieber? Come on, dude! I love the Chili Peppers, but <laughs> they're no Bieber. Let's be real. Oh my God! Did you Def- just say, did you just say that? Yeah, clip it. Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of older artists on this. I mean, I'm already up to number 100. It seems to be older people. So, yeah, Bieber might be the youngest. I mean, I haven't like... Uh, Genesis Genesis sold their fucking shit. Jesus Christ. Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea is like the same age as Bieber, right? Maybe a little bit older. I'm not sure. The, the reason why I said this is because, and I, I think I heard somebody on the radio talking about this too, is just that it doesn't seem like this is the best direction that music is going, that people for are, whom? that people are selling, I guess for people in the music industry, that th- this is, this is the way that it's going instead of, and I guess it's because of the, sh- the, the new um, like streams and downloads and all that. That's what everything is based off of now. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll say this of all the artists who have sold their catalogs. Yeah, they're older. So I don't know if it matters. Like if it, if this is the way music is going, I don't know if it matters to them. Does it matter to a younger artist who is still trying to profit from their work? Sure. I mean, Imagine Dragons sold their catalog, and I think to me, them more so than Bieber, I think that's more alarming for a band of that young of, like, they've been around since 2011, 
like for them to do it, I think is a little bit more problematic than Bieber, you know? Yeah. Just think about it. I mean, like how much longer are they going to be making music? Now, maybe they have plans of not, but like everything they've done up till now, they sold for $100 million. Is that a good sale? I would say yes. Because the latter half of their sales came in the streaming world. Yeah. Mainly all of it. Mainly all of it. But like, so for them to be able to cash in like that, good for them, dude. And I think I've talked about this before, but I guess the question is, how long would it take for them to make that $100 million just based off of downloads and uh, streams and people buying the album and stuff like that. So again, I think, I think you're thinking about it the wrong way, but I know what you're doing. I know what you're saying. They wouldn't. You're saying they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't make that much off of that is what you're saying? No, no. no. Okay. Streams. God, no. Okay. How are they going to make that off streams? There's no way. Okay. Well, Let's look at it this way. I know we've done this already, but let's do it again. How many streams on Spotify? What was like 0. 0.003 per stream or something? 0. Like 0. That? 0. 0.0038. So uh, 23 billion. So they have 23 billion on Spotify. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, a lot. that's fucking crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. But that's still 23 billion thieves, you fucking dicks. 23 billion. How many zeros are in a billion? Nine, nine right? Nine, yep. Jesus Christ. My calculator won't even go that far. Let me pull up the one on my computer. Hold on. <laughs> calculator on the phone won't go that far. 23 billion, right? Yeah. There it is. Nine. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine times point. Whoa, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that's 87,400,000. Okay. So just off of Spotify, you need. Is that real? Did I do that correctly? I Does mean... that sound right? I don't know. Hold on. 200 billion. I said, how many streams did I, I say? I don't remember. Uh, 23 billion. Sorry. Hold on. I, th I think I did that wrong. 23. 23. 6, 7, 8, 9. Nine zeros, right? Yeah. 0.038. That's $80, that's $80 million. Fuck me. All right. What now? But... What we're all, what we're saying is like how many years it took to get to that many downloads on Spotify. So if we're thinking about the way I was thinking about it, like you're talking, it would take you however however long that is, how long ever long they've been on Spotify and been getting streams. It's taken that long to make eighty million dollars. Well, how long have they been on? But how long has Spotify been around? I don't know. 20, 2014? 
2013? Probably, yeah. It was really like the... Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, so I'm saying is, I was saying you're talking, you know, t- 10 years it would take to make $80 million off of Spotify itself. Right. And you can get $100 million right now. Like j- just sure. by selling your catalog. And it's not like you're losing your music in in the way in a way of touring like you can still tour but they've already can... made that money from the streams too that's what i'm saying same yeah. thing with bieber right like you already had you've already accrued a net worth why not capitalize and just keep making music yeah like i don't think imagine dragons is going anywhere you know right so own the rights to your your new music and i but so, i don't know so is I, that... I guess it depends on the integrity of the artist and how much they think they're so, worth it so is who, whoever bought the wh- whoever bought the catalog are they playing the long game on that like oh, yeah. like i give you 200 million now and then they are just playing the long game like we'll make that back but it, it's going to take quite a while to make that back do you know what i'm saying does yeah. that make sense yeah but they have the but they now have the rights to the catalog meaning they can use it for licensing. They can use it for publish, like all of that. They have the rights to now. Gotcha. So you want to make a quick coin? Go put it in a fucking Honda commercial. Yeah, or a movie or what? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah. Okay. Put it in a fucking Whopper commercial. You know, remember, I'll stop the world and melt with you. Remember that was in a Whopper commercial. No. And people were like, "Oh, I remember that song." Like, <laughs> same thing. Put it in a fucking Sonic commercial because it's the only it's the only fast food chain that does commercials anymore. <laughs> I hate those commercials, by the way. Every time they come on, I go to my wife. I'm like, who goes to Sonic? I've never been to a Sonic. I never will go to a Sonic. Really? I know you have. I know you have. Listen, I have limited. You've pulled up, you've pulled up to the drive. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I have limited places I can go for drive through food around me. Sorry. Unbelievable. Is Sonic one of them? Uh, I mean, yeah, we have a couple around us. Is it good? Not really. I don't really. I honestly don't go there very Compare often. Compare it to another fast food joint. Uh, Quality. Like, what, is it better than McDonald's? Because McDonald's is trash. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. I can't really compare it to any anything. I don't think. Is it better than Burger King? Because that doesn't take much. Shit on a plate. I don't like shit Burger on King a plate, at all, and I'd rather. So... Yeah, Burger King is trash. Yeah, they both are. Um, what do you think about Hardee's? You a Hardee's fan? Not really. I mean, it's okay. I haven't been there in probably ten years, but. I could name all the fast food restaurants. From what restaurants I remember or... of it, I, 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 it's okay. I could name all the fast food restaurants around me, and you're just going to say garbage. Uh, I, got Go ja- I got Jack in the Box. Terrible. The Terrible. worst. White Castle. Love it. Um, let's see what else we got. Culver's. Actually, Culver's is actually pretty good. I've never been there. Oh, really? I've never been there. My wife talks about it all the time. I've never been there. Dairy Queen. I've never eaten there. Only had the ice cream. What are you doing with your life, man? You've never eaten a Dairy I'm Queen? I'm eating real food. <sighs> Why would I eat a Dairy Queen? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to trust that 15-year-old to make my burger. No, I'm good. <laughs> what else? Um, We got a st- 
steak and shake, but that's not really fast food. Trash. Uh, it is fast food. It's supposed to be fast food. You think so? Trash. It sucks. I didn't have that until I was like 25 years old. And the first time I had it, I was so mad. <laughs> Actually, I might have been older than 25. It was when I met my wife, so I was older. Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible. Uh, Taco Bell. I could dominate some Taco Bell, not going to lie. I love the old menu. I don't know what they're doing these days. Um, yeah, used to love it. Taco Bell used to be my shit, but you can't even get a bean burrito with sour cream anymore. If you order that, they will literally go, oh, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> a fucking bean burrito. Add sour cream. It's not that hard. You have all the ingredients <laughs> right in front of you. What else? I don't have much more than that around me. So you don't have a Wendy's. I've we, asked you we, this before. We used to. It went away. God. I know. Dude. Wendy's has got the fast food game on lock. They do. They do. I'm a I'm fan. telling you. Yeah. Have you had their breakfast? Uh, I think I've had like a waffle thing before, like where the waffles are your bun. No, 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 no. I mean, that's fine. That's good. But they have a chicken. They have like a chicken biscuit thing. It's got like like a, like a maple glaze on it. Is it oh. weird that I, chicken <laughs> is weird to me for breakfast? No, that's not weird at all. You're weird for thinking it's weird. It's know. the best. Give me chicken over a fucking stupid sausage patty. God knows what that's made out of. That's true. Is they it, have isn't it weird? Potato wedges for breakfast. Nice. Very important. Not some greasy ash. Uh, the fucking hash browns you get at McDonald's or the ones you get at like Burger King. No, 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 no. Crisp, dry <laughs> potato wedges. Delicious. Isn't it weird game that nobody eats cake for breakfast, but everybody will eat donuts for breakfast? Like, it's literally I mean, it's cake. just cake. It's cake. <laughs> I mean, you just told a Jim Gaffin, Gaffigan joke, but yeah. Oh, did I? My I'm bad. With, yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I might have I might have heard that from Jim Gaffigan, so I'm sorry, Gaffigan, no, it's for okay. telling your joke. No, yeah. but... Donuts are delicious. Yeah. But you're not going to eat a piece of cake for breakfast, right? I mean, I'm sure some people do. Those Got a leftover birthday have cake. Diabetes. I just woke up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, cake. Yeah. I don't know. But also, people are crazy with donuts these days. Like strange donuts here. Like I've heard of I it, follow yeah. them on social media and I I see like what the, the post. I'm like, guys, come on. What are you doing to people? Like, and then when people like post them eating them, I'm like, why are you doing that? Your calories are met for the day. Your sugar intake is met for the week. Like, what are you doing to yourself? But, all right, when we start talking about fast food, that means the show is officially over. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Taco Bell now. That does they brought good. the. Uh, I, would, I would eat some right now for sure. You know what they had? But no, for real, I went the other. Uh, I went recently because my wife is pregnant and she was craving. She's like, I want Taco Bell. I want the. She gets the uh, the Mexican pizza came back. She's like, I want a Mexican pizza and I want a whatever it was, whatever she was craving. And um, what they used to have was a grilled stuffed burrito. It was this giant burrito that was grilled and it had good, like solid, real ingredients in it, right? Mm -hmm. As real as they could get for Taco Bell. They got rid of those for some reason. But when I went, 
they're like, yeah, we have these new things. They're like salsa verde avocado burritos or whatever. And it was the same thing, but smaller, like grilled. You know, so it's a tortilla with chicken and like real semi-real ingredients. I ordered two of those. and I was like, okay, this is the Taco Bell I remember loving, but still not going to come back for another five years. We'll see how it goes. But anyway. Anyway. So next show, we need to talk about. um, We need to talk about a couple of things. We need to talk about the new metal tour. Yes. That's coming to St. Louis, but no bands are playing it, (laughs) which I think is very important. (laughs) We need to talk about that. Let's just focus on that for the next show. So listeners, uh, look up the new metal tour that doesn't have bands. Just Google that. I want to see what you find. Is is sugar, right? That's what the... Sure. Fine. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm interested in going just to check it out and see like, how really is this going to work? But let's not talk about it too much here. We'll talk about it next show. Okay. Is that it? You got anything else? Hollow. Hollow.